Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am thrilled to have Zemene on the program. Zemene is a beautiful Ethiopian young woman who, gosh, I met when she was about five years old, I think, at at my brother-in-law's Rick, where she, well, she's going to tell you her story, but it's such a beautiful story of, of faith, of, of just synchronicities and, and people loving her and, and just all of it. It's beautiful. So, so Zemini, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me the chance. You're welcome. I remember meeting, you may not remember this, but you had come to Rick's house and they had shaved your head actually, because (laughs) you had some stuff going on and, um, you're just a little girl and I brought you a necklace from Renee in the United States and some fairy dust and you were so little and it was just you know for you to make you smile and to make you happy and and you've come a long way since those days with surgeries and school and college and now your masters so so let's start at the beginning and and yeah and, and tell us your story um as she said, my name is Zaman. I was born in Ethiopia, rural area. Uh, it's called Belesa in northern part of Ethiopia. It's very rural, like where like sometimes I just even think like even our government doesn't know it exists because that's how rural it is. And um, where I grew up, there was there is no electricity or clean water. And I grew up with my grandparents because my mom died when I was young, and then my dad. He didn't want to accept me because of my situation. So I was born with uh, a spinal complication. Uh, I had uh, tuberculosis and then I had something on my back. So growing up with that in a village, it was very difficult for me because um, everything was not easy access. There was no clinics or anywhere like to get checked up. So I have to deal with it. So I had a lot of uh, hard times. And those hard times was like, uh, it, it, it's easier a little bit because of my, my grandparents were very loving. They gave me their full love, but they could not give me health. That's all they could. And then finally, my uncle, he was in city. So whenever he come and see me, he sees me every day that he, he saw me every day that I'm getting sicker, I'm getting skinner. And then he didn't want to see that. Like he said, he, he wanted to do something. Finally, he decided um, to take me uh, to Gonda, which is nearby, like six hours by car from where I was born. And then they kind they diagnosed me and they look at my x-ray everything. And they told him that I had much uh, hope or I cannot survive because 
I think they never saw that kind of person. Probably I was the first person to see it like that, probably. So they, they could not do anything. And then at, at that time, there was not this kind of treatment in Gander or in Ethiopia. So uh, we gave up hope. But my uncle, he always have faith, though. He always have faith. He reads his Bible. He thinks, like, something will come up. Even though at that time, he was a little bit broken, hearing that I could not survive. So while we were crossing the road, we saw Dr. Rick. So ever since I met Dr. Rick, my life has completely changed. So at that moment, it was my first time even to see a white person. Everything was my first time. Yeah. And then I was like, that could be like, that's miracle because Dr. Rick was there just to wait someone to buy soap from somebody. And while he was waiting, he saw us. And that's how he came and approached me and saying, I'm a doctor, I can't help her. And then he took me to his hotel, diagnosed me. He figured out that I'm in a complicated situation. So he decided to take me with him to um, Addis, where he lived in the capital city of Ethiopia. Uh, so at that time, whenever I think back and even tell my friends how I met him, everybody thinks there must be something higher than uh, you. Like there must be something like, Everybody, even people that don't even believe in God, whenever I told them that, like, they feel like there must be something, like, how, like, at that moment, at specific time, me and Dr. Rick met, that's, like, miracle. I feel like always God, that's God's work. There is nothing God like, happened those time. So after I met him, my life completely changed. I came to Dr. Rick's house, and I saw other kids that looked like me, which I never seen before. And that makes it easier. Yes. And then since um, I was skinnier and I have to eat food to gain some weight, so Dr. Rick will give me protein food so, uh, so that I can gain weight. He will measure me up, check on my progress every day. So once I'm, I'm good in a good situation, then I went to Ghana. After three years, I met Dr. Rick. And I went to Ghana and I had surgery. So during my surgery, like I have, I wasn't even scared. I wasn't even scared because I knew God, God is there. He had a purpose when me and Dr. Rick met and he would not finish it there. So I wasn't even scared. I, I knew that everything would be fine. And then after I had my surgery, I came back and I continued uh, my school. And then uh, Melissa was there too. So she screamed everything so she wanted me to come to USA and then give a speech and Melissa and you know, Dr. Boucher has this uh, Met Gala so I came to New York to give a speech and um, when I gave a speech and there was like a lot of people and I shared my life that makes me so happy because of fundraising helped other kids just like me that was one of the best time I have I had and um, after that I always want to come and learn in USA because when I see USA, it's very like developed, different country, like in everything. I, I just love everything here. And then I always wanted to come. And then I tried to look different schools. It didn't work out. But once I'm, I'm in high school, it did work out because of uh, only friend school in Ohio. They knew about my story. I told them. 
they were very generous and they gave me scholarship so that I can continue. So I came during my junior year of high school and I graduated in Ohio, only friend school. Once I graduated there and I also needed to go to college, which is very expensive. I applied to many schools. They could only give me half of the scholarship. And there is this uh, a professor, he's now retired, but he was a professor at that time. He knew my story. And when he was in Ethiopia, he talked to Dr. Rick and he told me there was, she's in Ohio right now and she's looking for college. And she set up a scholarship for me at my current school so that I can give full scholarship and uh, attend. And so during this thing I'm telling you, everything was connected. When I look back, everything, the doors were connected because of God, like how he was connecting everything, how he makes everything possible. But during those journey, there is like a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of things that I, I, I never give up. If one door isn't like closed, I always knock to the other door because I knew God has a purpose and that has a purpose in me. And I also have dream to do that. I never give up. So there is always this opportunities and doors open there's people that come into my life and bless me so yeah like in short i think wow yeah well you have such i want to call it faith but it's it's more than just faith it's a knowing trusting yes and it's so beautiful were you were your grandparents um were they spiritual or religious um my grandparents they were more religious not spiritual yeah. uh, so we you know orthodox christian is more popular where i came from so they will go to church um but i was little so i can't really that much but once i came to usa more my uh, spirituality level grew because of the friend i have here they are more spiritual so spending time with them, reading Bible and dusting back home, I was more of religious. So I know I kind of knew the difference between spiritual and religious. And I, I figure out here when I came here to USA, it helped me a lot, like knowing my spirituality level, my faith, everything. So um, they were more of religious. Back home, it's, most people are more religious than being spiritual, you know what I mean? Yes. So, um, so my spirituality uh, grows up here, but my grandparents were was a religious person. They would go, and in fact, my grandma is a, a nun. Is it a nun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they are more in the religious thing. Yeah. I don't know how to call it, but I think it's a nun or something. Once they get older, they will put um, I think kind of giving their time to God, devoted. So it's she become a nun. I think I'm calling it like Catholic term. I don't know how to say it in oh, like, oh, right. orthodox way. Yeah. A monk or something like that. Yeah. So, so Zemini, what was it? Um, first of all, I want the listeners to um, also know that there has been a documentary made about your journey and it's absolutely beautiful and it's called Zemene. And I think, I think you can find it on YouTube now, can't you? Uh, the thriller, yeah, but the full is now on the website. Is on Rick's website? Um, no, zamenfilm.com website. Oh, okay. Okay, great. And that will all be in the show notes. 
So what was it like when you, so you left home with your amazing uncle and he's a big part of the documentary also. And what an angel, right? It's like these angels, just your uncle and then Rick and, and Rick, for my listeners is my brother-in-law who mm-hmm. is a physician in Ethiopia and specializes with spine patients who need spine surgery. He doesn't do the surgery himself, but Dr. Buachi did it, who Zemini mentioned. But when you left um, your village and you moved into Rick's house where he has on a given day, he has, you know, maybe eight or nine children there awaiting spine surgery or some sort of surgery. What was that like for you to be around kids that also had some of the same, you know, challenges that you did, but can you just tell us about the energy and, and what you learned from that experience? I had a good time there, like growing up at Rick's house, it felt like home. And I feel like uh, I have family. They were my family. And seeing those kids just like me, it gives me um, energy, like thinking I'm not the only one. There are other people that look like me. That makes huge difference. Yes. So it makes it happy. And then I get along with everybody. And we're just family. And just, I don't know, I was having like my best time in Ethiopia was spending time at the house most of the time mm-hmm. so uh, I am myself I like I feel like nobody judges me while I'm at Rick's house because we all are in the same situation they know me I know them I'm more comfortable and when I'm like outside like in public area or something people might look at me in different way that used to make me so uncomfortable mm-hmm. it gives me so much hard time uh, to socialize or to interact with people easily. So I had a hard time. I think that's one of my reasons that I want to come to USA because I feel like people here are more open-minded and they're more acceptant and they will give you opportunity if you want to work or if you want to do things. It's more of opportunity. But there, people are like, they are not educated well. They don't know like what's happening. Some people might think, oh, she's sick because of she's cursed. Or some people might think, oh, that way so whenever I go back home, I always get, I'm always eager to go back home to Rick's house after school or after anything because it makes me, it gives me my peace whenever I'm at the house. Yes. It gives me my, my peace. I start like smiling, playing with kids and that's where I feel like I belong. Right. So yeah, it was a beautiful moment. I even missed it. Like sometimes I'll just think about the time I had, new people will come. You make you make them family. Always new people, always fun. Always like you don't get time to be alone. You know, there's always people around you. Yes, there are. So, yeah, what that a beautiful, was a beautiful welcoming. Time. A, yes. a beautiful welcoming environment. Do you ever go back to your village? I did once. Yes. Um. After I had my surgery, I went back to my village to show. From my grandma, actually, my grandfather he didn't make it, so he mm. didn't see me. And um, but my grandma, she saw me, and she was so happy, yes. and she was very thankful to God. Yes. Um. Yeah. Everybody was very surprised. They were 
they were amazed the way everything. Um, they even wished like, oh, I wish I can be like you. Before that, like before my surgery or before when I was sick, almost everybody thinks she's going to die. She's not going to make it, you know. They used to have those thoughts, but now like once they see me, it even like helps them in phase, you know what I mean? Like thinking that a person can change like this. A person like there is always something. So everybody was like, uh, was like, this is God's work. And they were, they were amazed. They didn't believe that I could make it, you know? So everyone was happy to see me back home and I had a good time there. Well, you, you were such a light to the world, you know, and this is, I've learned from many of my interviews that there is, and I believe that, that, you know, we do plan our lives, a lot of it, and what you went through now brings, you're such, brings you as a light to the world, you know, that. The, um, just the whole experience. So, so many, how does, so you're in Oklahoma now and you just graduated and I did with computer yes. science and yes. minor information system. Yes. So what do you want to do to, I'm sure you want to give back to the world too. So what are your aspirations now? Uh, my aspiration is to inspire people, to share my story, to show them that there is a hope. There is, even if they do not believe in that, there is something higher power that controls things, you know? So I want to show that. I want to hope as much as I can, because my life journey taught me that without those kind people in my life, I could not be here. So I know the value of helping others. I know the value of being kind to others because of the people in my journey that showed me love, kindness, and everything. So it gives me faith in humanity. So I have humanity in me because of them. So I want to give back what I take. So I feel like they will be happy and I'll be happy. That's my purpose in life. I want to participate in humanitarian work as much as I can. I want to educate people sharing my life story in different ways. Even if it's one person, I want to impact something. Even everyday life, I don't have to be this. Um, I'm not waiting like to be this rich person or to be this, to, to impact people. I can impact my friends right now, or I can impact people that I meet every day. It could be smiling, it could be anything, you know what I mean? Just be kind to people, show them just, don't wait until you have something. And so I'm always aspire to do something every day, improve myself to be more kinder, to be more nice. Yeah, like I like those uh, kind of things. Yeah, definitely. Wow, what's it like living in Oklahoma now? Um, living in Oklahoma. So the place I'm I'm in, um, it's kind of small town. Uh, I bet I everybody mean, knows you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> everybody knows me. Yes. and uh, it's more fun. It feels home because let's say when I go to Starbucks, she knows my name already. She doesn't have to ask my name. She just <laughs> try my name, and she knows what I like to drink. Yeah. And oh, Zaman, here you come. Here, do you want this? 
So those things just good. Uh, the obstacles is most of the time since it's like small town to go like around. You may need a transportation system. That's that's the obstacle I faced. Other than that, people are very nice, very welcoming. I'm having a good time. They are very kind, and I I have a good friends. I have a good people around me. Okay. That makes it so much fun and a good place to be. Wonderful. So, what have been your or what are your words of wisdom to just, I think you you kind of mentioned them a minute ago about being kind and loving. And if you, is there anything you just want to share with the world in terms of um, what you have gained through your experience and your faith? Um, one thing I want to share with uh, the world um, be kind to everyone you meet because you don't know how that people is going through. You don't know where they come from. You don't know their background. Um, at least just be kind, treat people nice. That makes a huge difference because you don't know how they they spend their time. And the other thing is there is always high power. Uh, like at least like you know like being spiritual person will like help you make your life so much easier. Whenever, like, you feel something, even like sitting in a piece, listening to yourself helps a lot. So, in before you say something, listen to yourself, process everything, and process what you have to say first. Like, be like, be with yourself, and then you can act on it. One thing I'll say: just be kind always, because life is short. You never know when. You know, everyone is like. Waiting times, I feel like we all, are, we all are living this world. We don't know, but I would say just try to be nice, work hard, have faith. If you have faith, everything will come. Sometimes, even if you don't have faith, you know, there's law of attraction. You get what you attract. So always uh, think positive as much as you can. When, the more you think positive, more positive things will come into your life. And never give up on anything. As long as you breathe, always try to move no matter no matter how much you have to do, no matter the obstacles, you can there is always a way. If you are willing to do and if you wanna work on anything, there's always a way. And yeah, just don't do something that you don't want others to do on yourself. Yes. Wow. Well, you're such an inspiration, Zemene. You've come a far way since <laughs> since I met you many, many years ago. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program. I so appreciate it. And we'll have your website and information. Can people reach out to you if they just want to chat with you and, and connect with you? Okay, great. I love that. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And um Congratulations once again in starting your master's. When does the program begin? August 15th. Oh, wow. Right away. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> Jumped right yeah. in. Good. Uh -huh. Okay. We'll take care and hopefully we'll see one another soon. Hopefully. Thank you so much okay. for having me. Thanks it was soon. nice talking with you. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.